0: End of audio log 24. And that was the last audio log of Delilah Donovan, recorded on June 26, 2055. I doubt at the time of a recording that Delilah knew the significance of it. I'm sure when she leaked that data packet, she was just hoping to make enough of a splash to save the cradle biome as it's known today. Had she known that her actions would change the world forever, things might have gone down differently. But her story is one that makes us reflect on how deep the ripples of our decisions really go and tells us. If you're willing to do the right thing, anyone can make a difference and change the world for the better. As many of you already know, at the time when Delilah was recording her last audio log, NATO agents were in the middle of a fight against Enron's private militia to secure the oil rig where this crew started their journey. NATO was able to successfully take control of the biome and this story swept the world. Everyone that was alive knows exactly where they were when the story broke. I don't remember much from 47 years ago, but I remember that morning perfectly. What happened in the following weeks as this unfolded gave me lifelong hope for the future of humanity. The world came together to protect this biome from protest to social media posts. People made signs and blocked roads. There were walkouts from schools, universities and offices. It seemed everyone did something to make their voice heard and the governments of the world stepped in to ensure the survival of this cradle of life. It seemed to me at least The first time we all collectively became stewards of this world, intent on preserving it, not exploiting it. In your lifetime, we have been rewilding parts of the earth and cloning new species. This all started here with saving this biome. At the time, there were only 92 species left in the world. And despite correcting global warming, we did it a little too late to save many of the species and wildlife that existed here. But the number of species in this biome increased biodiversity on this planet by 47%, which of course is enormous. That really gave us hope, not to mention the wave of progressive laws that were passed in the following decades that have shaped the modern world. These laws, which may seem like common sense to you, were very progressive at the time, and took rights away from corporations and gave them back to the people. It might seem odd to you now, but at the time corporations had more rights and opportunities than individuals. I know, I know, in retrospect, it sounds psychotic, but that's how it was. So in this next chapter, we will be discussing the changes in law, corporate governance and ownership, as well as the economic effects that came about in part due to Delilah's actions. Just to give you all a timeline, we will be working on this chapter for three weeks. Then we will have our midterm on this as well as the previous two chapters. Okay, well, I think that's enough for today. I'll see you all on Wednesday.
1: Yo, what is going on, you guys? It's the best video game podcast out right now. The Sticky (laughs) Buttons podcast. We're coming at you with a really special episode. This is the last episode of season two. Hmm. Any special feelings, Blake?
2: Honestly, man, I feel like we've just done a lot in the time that we've had this podcast. I feel like we've done a lot in season one. I mean, that was obviously our start, our roots. And this season... You know, I feel like we've progressed a lot. We've taken a lot of feedback into consideration. We're doing some things that worked for us in season one that we realized just aren't really working for us in season, towards the end of season two. So we're going to change some things up for season three. And hey, man, I mean, I don't know if we've said it on the pod, but we've we've been recording on the weekend mornings more than we used to record at night. I mean, we're actually recording at night right now, but we've been finding the time to put it more into our schedule and i think that's been really helpful for me i mean i feel like it's better what about you
1: i definitely agree i feel like it's been really helpful for me to record earlier in the mornings just being fresher in the day and just trying something new you know there's always something about trying something new you know yeah definitely trying to solve a problem from a different angle so
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, we're both really proud of what we've done so far, but I think that we're both just really excited for where we're going. And I think that we're just eagerly trying to get there maybe two steps at a time instead of one. But, hey, man, I'm really excited for where we're going. And I'm super happy for where we've been. But that's not why you're here. You're here for the video game podcast, you know, and love the Sticky Buns podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Blake, and this is my co-host, Brandon. And do you want to talk about any of the games that we're talking about today? You want to give a shout out right off the bat, or just want to jump into the first one?
1: I want to give a shout out to Pokemon Go. You know, I feel like Pokemon Go had a big event recently, and you know, I was able to catch me a shiny Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You know, I still got a chip on my shoulder because of that one, man. I got to tell you, because it's <laughs> one, one hell of a shiny Pokemon. But we'll get into that later.
2: Yeah, you know, funny and- enough, man, I've actually caught two shiny Pokemon since then but they haven't they haven't been to the caliber
1: yeah it's crazy but let's let's kick it off with some fortnite you know it feels (laughs) like it's feels like it's making a big return with blake he's been playing it so much he's playing it just before recording it
2: yeah i was actually so shout out to the squad that i was just playing with we placed 12th but i guess actually last time i i think i kind of brought it up it's kind of like oh i tried it I tried Fortnite with the no build. And since then, Brandon, I truthfully, I've played an unhealthy amount of this game. And, <laughs> and I don't know if you can tell in my voice. I don't know if, honestly, I can hear it in my own, like through my ears, but I don't know if you can tell. I was a little bit sick this past week, not COVID, thankfully. But we can tell that your voice sounds a little more nasally. Does it? Yeah. More manly. <laughs> no,
1: na- like nasally, you could hear no, it a bit from there.
2: <laughs> I was hoping it would make me sound more gruff, more robust, you know. But I guess <laughs> nasally is a, a good way, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, man. So I just I was sick and working from home. I work from home all week, and that allowed me to play Fortnite on my lunches and play in the evenings. I mean, I really wasn't doing anything. Couldn't really leave the house, you know. I feel like in this post-COVID age that we're living in right now, I feel like people just take sickness a lot more seriously where it's like pre-COVID, I would have gone out and done stuff, you know, like if I was like still in, I definitely had times in college where I was still sick and I would have just been like, all right, I'm, I'm going, doing my stuff. I feel better, like, like feel good enough to go out and I'm going out into the world. But you know, now, I mean, work from home, it was really nice in my company. So yeah, I just worked from home all week and played so much Fortnite. I guess to put it in perspective, I think the new, they had like a new season and it came out two weeks ago. I'm over 20% of the way through it. Wow. But That's a lot of Fortnite. It is a lot of Fortnite. And I got to tell you, man, one of the reasons that I wanted to jump into is like they announced they were putting an Obi-Wan skin in. And obi Wan's one of my favorite Star Wars characters. So I had to fork up the nearly $20 for that. It wasn't quite 20 but I think I paid like 20 for the Yeah, it was pretty pricey and I kind of was looking at myself and like, "Do I really want this?" But I had just been having so much fun beforehand. I was like, I've never spent anything in Fortnite, so I was like, I'll do it. And then I just kept playing and I was having a lot of fun and I bought the battle pass. And what I really want to talk about is what Fortnite is with this no build, like why would you jump into it? I mean, like we all, when you say Fortnite, like you have this image in your head, like you probably played it. It's like one of the world's biggest free to play games. And you probably have this like image in your head of what it is. And I guess what I want to do is I just want to challenge that picture a little bit because I was absolutely blown away by how much fun I had and how different I thought it was than like that picture that I had in my head of it. Because when it first came out, I was in college played a lot of it. I actually got my first solo dub on my 21st birthday and I got the solo dub at like 11.30 and then me and my boys walked to the bar and I got in at midnight. So <laughs> that was the story of my, my first solo dub. That's a vivid memory, but like It is goofy. It sure is. And I just walked away after that. I didn't play it again for like years. And I think I jumped in like maybe like in 2020, just like play with some people that I just wanted to catch up on. And it was still like you so like you would just jump in and then you'd get into like you'd get into a groove and you'd be smashing trees down with this pickaxe and to have wood so that if you got in a fight you could build a wall and I don't know it's just like it was kind of a lot and they got rid of that so you don't have to like, like if you knock something down like you don't get any material from it because there's no build and one of the things that would happen is you would just get in this fight with somebody and they build this elaborate structure in like three seconds. And she's like, what do I even do? And that creates a lot of barriers, like as a player, if you're just trying to jump in and the no build really just takes out those barriers physically. And I guess, metaphorically, and it truly turns it into just like this third person shooter, but it's like so cartoony, Brandon, I can't explain to you just like the cartoony chaos that ensues in these Fortnite matches, man. It literally, I feel like it gives me ADHD, man. It's it's so fun and it's just crazy. And there's so many things that you can do in this. You can ride cars, you can modify your cars, give them like off-roading abilities. Like you can put this, I don't really know what it's called. It's like a dump truck scoop or I'm sorry, like a snowplow scoop. Like you just pick it up and you throw it onto a car. And you can like take your car and run through buildings and like run over trees. And I've like killed people with this snowplow thing on like a Lamborghini S car, just hitting somebody. And it's just like crazy. Like I'm pretty sure one of the people I killed was like a banana, like somebody in a banana suit and actually ran them over with the car. But the thing is, if you get hit with a car, it like launches you in the air and it only does like 50 damage and your character is like 200. So it's like, you have to hit them like four times. And it was just so funny to me just driving around this hill. And I just hit this guy in a banana suit and it's just like silly and goofy. It's just so much fun, man. I think I said there were like cars and boats and there's this, Oh my gosh, Brandon, they have this hamster ball. It's just like a see-through hamster ball. Kind of like how they have in like those Jurassic park movies. You ever see that one? Yeah. I mean, like they don't really, I mean, they can take a little bit of damage, but it's not like crazy, but they also have this like slingshot thing. So it's actually, it's like a suction cup. So if you, if you're in this hamster ball, right, imagine you're in this hamster ball, you can boost, and you can boost like any direction of your stick. So if you want to hit up and boost, it shoots you up like a jump. And then you can use the trigger, like the fire button and it launches this suction cup. And if you jump up, Use the suction cup, it can latch onto like a cliff face or like a tree, and then it swings you, and it's literally like you're like Spider-Man. Oh but that's you're stout I'm just blown away by that. It was just so much fun just jumping in with some buddies and just laughing and having a good time with that. And there's actually another game that we're going to talk about later in this episode is Elden Ring. And there are these mounts that you can get on. There's like these humongous boars and these humongous wolves. And if you're in the world they'll just like start attacking, like the boars will attack the wolves, but they'll both attack you, but if you jump on their back, like you claim them as like a mount, and they can help you out in fights and stuff, so like me and Carter, who's on our VR episode, we were playing, um, shout out to Carter Dahlgren's work, you can find him on on YouTube, and can listen to our VR episode, we were playing, and We were just we jumped on these wolves and we were riding around. We're like, this is Elden Ring, but with guns because we're just like charging people, flanking them with our guns. We like start shooting them and like running around them. And we're like on basically horseback, but it's like this giant wolf. And oh my gosh, man, it was just so fun. It was like absolute chaos. And man, I don't know, dude. It just feels like totally different. So let me let me ask you, man. Like, do you think that's something you'd want to hop into?
1: Yeah. I mean, that sounds really, really fun. I'm not going to lie. It sounds really like out of this world, but you know, what could you expect from a game like Fortnite? I'm really curious.
2: Yeah. I mean, like I had this preconceived notion in my head about it, man. It's just so many things that I just like would never would have expected jumping into this world. Like there are these sharks and like these sharks are just swimming around in these ponds or in there's like an archipelago kind of environment where there's like a bunch of islands and you can swim to the islands and there's like sharks in the middle and like the sharks will like attack you if you're swimming by them. But here's the thing, Brandon, if you're on land and you shoot at the sharks, they will jump out of the water and like come at you. Like they'll start attacking you and they'll just be like waddling on the beach, trying to get up to you. And they can like really do Jesus some serious Christ. damage.
1: Why he, he can't have beef with the sharks? <laughs> you
2: can't, man. Yeah, I mean, it's actually it's really funny. Me and my another buddy, we we're they're also like they have these ramps in the water. So like, if you find a boat, you can take these these boats, and you can hit like a boost, and it like really shoots you up. So you can really like get some air out of these ramps. And we hit this ramp. And the shark just like came up and like jaws trying to attack us, but we hit it with the boat. And that was the first time we had ever seen a shark. And like, that was just like kind of magical that it just like, it jumped up and tried to attack us. We were like, that's a shark. Oh my gosh. And hey, it really felt like, I mean, like it's the summer right now. It's the middle of June. It really just felt like, I don't know. It felt like all the boys and like we were back in middle school or something, just having some fun, like a sleepover playing some video games. It has that kind of vibe to it. That was really fun, but I actually I wanted to end this with a thought experiment, Brandon. and I think you I just wanted to know your thoughts on this. So I'm pretty sure that you've heard of this thought experiment. Let me know if you haven't. But it's basically you have a hammer, right? And if you replace the handle after a while, like after a year or two, if you replace the handle. You know, it's still your hammer. You have the original head. After 10 years, you know, you still have the same handle. You've replaced the handle a couple of times, maybe. But then you replace the head, and so like you still have the hammer and you've replaced all the parts independently, but then is it still your hammer? Where, where do you land on that?
1: I think I've heard of this before. It sounds familiar. Yeah, like... so like,
2: do you know that you can, I guess, or like, I guess it could be like anything. It could be like a sledgehammer or like a hatchet or something. You can take the top and like remove the handle and you still have like the ax head or the hammer head and you can like put a new handle on it. I mean, it could be with anything really, like anything that has like parts that could be replaceable.
1: And what's the thought experiment?
2: Is it still the same hammer?
1: Is it still the same hammer? I mean, from like what it was mm-hmm. from in the beginning, I think, no, I think it has changed, but, you know, it's fundamentally the same object.
2: Right. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like the the whole thing of the thought experiment is like, yeah, it's changed. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right on the nose. And I just I wanted to bring that up and kind of challenge that, I guess, that image that I have that you had in the beginning of like what Fortnite could be. Because at this point, I played a little bit in the previous season, that's when they dropped this Obi-Wan skin, and now this new season that I'm playing the Battle Pass on. Like in between the seasons, the map changed and the guns that they changed, like the selection of guns that you could interact with changed. And I just think it's fascinating because from where I am playing it today and like when I played it back in college and I blew the structure out from underneath this, like I blew, like how I won when I was 21, there was this huge guy made this huge elaborate structure. I happened to have a rocket launcher and I just shot the bottom of it and he fell. And that's how I won. It wasn't really very impressive or anything, but I was I was happy with it. <laughs> I felt like I outsmarted him. But it, you know, now Fortnite, the map is completely different. And I know that because like when I jumped into the map, I had to discover all these locations that I had never seen. And when they switch seasons, I had to discover the ones that had been new, but I retained the ones that I had had before. So it's a new map, like new guns, new skins, new vehicles, like no build. In my opinion, it's completely different. Like all the parts have been swamped and changed. So then is it still Fortnite? I don't know, I guess that's for you to decide, but for me personally, I think it's like a Fortnite 2.0. I think it's like a new release that nobody's talking about. I mean, maybe it's just me because I haven't played in so long and it just feels so drastically different. Yeah, Those, like, iterative changes, like the new guns. There's only a couple new guns from last season. There's only a couple new areas on the new map. Only a couple new skins. But, you know, I mean, over the course of year, I mean, it's been years for me. This game's been out for a long time. So I think it's a new game, a new experience that you could have if you haven't played in a while. And definitely worth checking out this summer. I mean, I personally had a blast with it.
1: Fortnite 2.0. Definitely, you know, bringing it back to that thought experiment, it's fundamentally the same game, but it seems like they've made just so many updates to it. And, you know, Fortnite is a game that's, ever since it penetrated the market back in, what, 2016? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really held its space in the market in some shape, way, or form. And it's really... You know influence innovation for many other video games you know i can't tell you the number of companies for example ea has invested greatly into trying to you know reciprocate what, what fortnite has done
2: yeah and i think that a lot of different companies have tried it in a lot of different ways i mean there's apex legends that has a very They came man around the similar time that was another one that tried to do the similar thing i've actually played apex since then i i mean i really liked it but it still felt like apex that i remembered like it didn't i don't feel like it fundamentally changed what it is
1: it was a titanfall off sheet correct
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's by the same developers that made titanfall titanfall 2 and jedi fallen order i think it's respawn is the name of it but yeah they're owned by ea and i think ea published a new another one like knockout city which i actually think the developers of knockout city bought the rights from EA. So I don't think that EA any longer has affiliation with Knockout City, but I mean, there's so many of these, I mean, they really invented this free to play formula. And uh, I mean, we see it in a lot of games and I don't know, man. I mean, I'd never really gave them money until, you know, two weeks ago, but I really, I just wanted to have a skin other than the default one. I felt like, you know, I mean, Hey, and you know, that is definitely branding because something that I didn't really talk about is when you jump into like in between the matches, you are just loaded onto this place. Like it's kind of like an Island and there's like everybody of the hundred people, like they're all there. And it's just like a totally different vibe. Like everybody's like jumping around doing their remotes. And as soon as, I mean, as soon as you get into the match, it's all business, but it's really just like in one of the last ones that I had, one of the last matches, I walked up to somebody that was like an Obi-Wan, like we had both bought it and we like hugged. That was like an option that we had. Like we could like what? hug it out, yeah. And then he did something, like he did Nemo an and then I did an emote. but they were like both the same. So it was like, at the same time, we both did the same emote, and it was like unrelated to Obi-Wan and it was just like a really cool moment that we had and we had like hugged it out and it was like a whole, it made like a special animation for when you're interacting with somebody with like the same skin. I don't know if they have that for all of them. Dude, that's so dope. Yeah. I mean, like, it really is just like a a very wholesome vibe in the loadings. And it's like, that's the loading screen. Right. So I don't know, man. I really do think it's, I don't know. Maybe in the next episode, I'll feel different. But like, as of right now, like, it's, I'm definitely playing it a lot. And it's definitely changed my mind on what I thought it was.
1: Fortnite makes a comeback.
2: Yeah. 2022, Fortnite 2.0, baby. Oh, man. Great way to end season two. A lot of twos, man. The numerology. But moving on
1: to the next topic, I see you have some notes on Pokemon Go. You've been playing some Pokemon Go recently.
2: Yeah, man. As we alluded to a little bit earlier, I mean, you know, man, I got to say, of se- like just to call back on season two, the Pokemon Go episode, I think that was probably one of my favorites that we did. Like, that was a lot of fun. Seriously. I really enjoyed that, like playing with you, but also like, having the perspective of playing in New York city and then also playing back in my hometown. Like I, and just like the parallels and just how like drastically different the experiences were. That was really cool. But yeah, I've been playing this past week. I know that you have something you want to say on it, but really quick, I'll just sneak in there and I caught a shiny Q bone this week. And I thought that was pretty cool. Oh man, that's dope!
1: So as you know, Pokemon go was having a community day event. I believe it was. And uh, you know, I was at the Met recently last week for date night. Shout out to the Metropolitan mm. Museum for doing that.
2: Did you do the late night kind of thing? where it, was, was it like every Wednesday or something? Yeah,
1: yeah, you heard of it. Dude. It
2: was so oh much gosh, fun. I you did that a... last
1: month. Oh, so you already know? You already know? It's <laughs> it's know, amazing. Man. We had a super did you get good the time. drinks
2: that they have. Yeah, I got the drinks too. Was I thought they were terrible. <laughs> 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 I did
1: you get some popcorn, no Did you get some of the popcorn?
2: no no he didn't get some popcorn i think i think what happened is we left the date night at the met after we we had these terrible drinks that we got i don't know about how yours were but they were just like way too boozy and they tasted like pink lemonade and we're just like i don't even really know what's going on i got a
1: spicy one and i was like why is this so spicy there's no (laughs) need for a drink to be this spicy i didn't have any water and i was a little upset but you know what i Got to admit, I was feeling a little schmitz after, so.
2: Yeah, they're that. they're definitely strong. Go to a date night at the Med, folks. But yeah,
1: <laughs> back to Pokemon Go. <laughs> there was a bunch of raids. Groudons were out and about. Kyogres were out and about.
2: Gosh, the Gen 3 legendaries, man. They're some of the best. I love the Hoenn
1: region. You know, it's, it's one of my favorite, I think, if not my favorite region,
2: I think it might be my favorite as well, man.
1: And fun fact, the Hoenn region has the most water out of all the other regions. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's when they first implemented the dive feature where you
2: could, Oh man. Gosh, I'm telling you, that took me back, man. I remember when I was a kid, just like being so frustrated. I couldn't figure out where to go, what to do. And I just had to dive, it's all I had to do. And I just didn't know that, I don't know why I just, but then as soon as like you figure out how to dive under the water, it's like a whole new world, man. It's literally the whole oceans that you've already explored. And you just get the underneath of it. Yeah. I thought it was so cool, man.
1: It was a whole nother dimension to the world. And you know, that's how I felt when I did a raid for a Kyogre and it was shiny, it was purple. I was like, what, mm. there's a purple Kyogre? on my screen right now I couldn't believe it I had to catch it and I almost awesome. I almost didn't blink. I literally got to the last premiere ball and I, I gave it a golden raspberry and
2: I caught mm. it that's awesome man that's really cool awesome. hey man I'm gonna be honest I've actually never never successfully completed a raid what never been able to do one I mean almost every time I play I just feel like I just never around people so I, I always go solo Oh, against these. That's rough. Yeah, I really need to go to Central Park. I know that you shout Central Park out. I gotta go there and do some raids. Yeah, big time. That's awesome, man. Kyogre is is one of the best legendaries in my opinion. Seriously. actually I used Kyogre in a tournament that I was in. I think I talked about it on the pod, but is an awesome actually I would say Kyogre is probably one of my favorite legendaries. And especially in that that region, like the Hoen man, there's so much water. You gotta have a solid. Solid water Pokemon on your team. Kyogre was definitely Synthetic. that for me. That's a fact. Also, man, I'm sorry. I got another Kyogre thing I want to say. <laughs> when I was a, when I was a little kid, man, I went to go swimming and I had my Game Boy Advance SP in my shorts, and my mom washed it, and Game Boy Advance was toast, man. It didn't didn't make it. But somehow the power of Kyogre saved my save file. And wow. I still have it to this day. I don't have the same file, but I still have the cartridge. So,
1: Damn, that's crazy. Kyogre protected that cartridge.
2: I know. Kyogre's got some kind of magic, man. He does. You should <laughs> get a Kyogre tat. Uh, I don't know
0: about
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Maybe I'll make it my home screen.
1: <laughs> but yeah, man, I also caught a Rampardos. Well, I caught a Cranidos and a raid, and I, you've all been into Rampardos which is really cool. I really like Rampardos as well. He's a super high CP. Oh yeah. I don't know why, but he's like a 2800 CP.
2: That's an awesome Pokemon. I actually, in the recent playthroughs of Brilliant Diamond that I did, I I got a Kranidos. And it's just something I always wanted as a kid, but I had Pearl, so I couldn't, couldn't get it.
1: You had to go with that shield on.
2: Yeah, Shieldon and Bastion, which I mean, they're, they're so cool Pokemon. They just don't have, I don't know, for me personally, Kranidos was was awesome. And they made it all the way through, man. They helped me beat the final four. Actually, my, my Kranidos really helped me out there because it's a, I think, do you know what its type is? It's a rock and steel. Rock and steel. Yeah, but it only learns the move Zen Hudbutt, so. You know me, man, I like those psychic moves. Yeah, so. you do. Dude,
1: that's a solid move. And that takes me back to the, a sad fact. I haven't defeated Cynthia in Shining Pearl.
2: Hey, man, I. she's way harder than she needs to be. I mean, we talked about it before, but I don't know, man. You know what? I've, I've actually been thinking about this. I think that like, I've been reflecting on my time with these, these remakes, man, because... I had, it was just so much fun revisiting them. I loved the ability to change your outfits and I loved that the Pokemon could walk around, like walk around with you. I really had Kranidos following me for like half the game and it was just so fun to like walk around this world that I had like known as a kid, always wanted a Kranidos and there they are following me around and I don't have that red hat that I hate on. (laughs) I was just so happy just to be going through this world like that. And I think that's really all it needs to be, man. I mean, like you defeated Cynthia back in the day. I don't know if you need to beat her now. I mean, as long as you had that experience, like
1: Nah, bro. I don't know. I'm taking this personally, I gotta defeat her. What do you mean?
2: It's
1: easy for you to say that when you are on the other side of the fence. I
2: know. It, yeah. She was really hard. I'm not gonna lie, you. I saved scum a little bit. I was just like, I'm not gonna face, I'm not gonna face them all again. Like I was like, I got got i don't have time for this pokemon company but if you're wondering she is definitely harder than she was before just because they change her ivs and evs and she's just uh just better this time around so she's gonna kick your butt brandon i just gotta come out actually i really had to do everything man i had to like switch up my items i had to switch up the order of my pokemon i had to like really think about it and i almost even taught one of my pokemon like a different move but I didn't, I kept the same roster or kept the same move roster. Like I literally looked through every item in my bag. I was like, can this help me here? And I think you just gotta get a little lucky too. I did the same battle the same way, like three times. And I was, I just like, oh man, I was, what the time right before I beat her, it was like, we were both down to the last Pokemon. And I was like, I have more speed than her on this, this move and she still got me, so. Yeah. Do you want to talk about anything, any other Pokemon games? Like, have you picked up Pokemon Legends Arceus at all? I have, actually. You know, I felt kind of – I've
1: been feeling kind of guilty. I haven't been showing that game any love, so, you know, I, I got on that recently. And, man, I got to tell you, I've been missing out. You know, it's it's a good title.
2: What have you been doing? I'm just
1: – I'm spending time in, like, this snow area.
2: I want to call it, like, a tundra. Oh, okay. That's a good area. I mean, you're close to the end. I think that's the last area.
1: Yeah, and I'm actually super close. I've explored everything, like all the terrains, but I'm just trying to complete the Pokédex. That's kind of where I've been, just fulfilling all those registries.
2: You don't have to do that to complete the game. You can still beat the main quest. You can still beat the main story. And then as I beat the main story, I haven't completed the Pokédex yet. But you also, there's Pokémon Home now, so you can bring Pokémon in. Oh, really? To do that. So I can bring Pokemon yeah.
1: from Pokemon Go
2: into that? Yeah, yeah. Anything oh, from like BDSP, which has, I think actually BDSP would probably have your, the most help to you because they have everything up until then. But then there's also a couple of Pokemon from later that you would probably have in Sword and Shield. So I guess I want to come back to where you are with the game, but where I'm at, at the game, I'm like, I'm gonna have to make an Excel sheet of all the Pokemon that I don't have in this game because I have them. I just don't want to mess with the game anymore. I don't know how you're feeling towards it, but I feel like I beat it. I have my experience, but I really want to finish the Pokedex so I can meet Arceus, but I just don't care to be in the game any longer than I have to be. So I'm going to make an Excel sheet to do it as fast as possible. (laughs) I just haven't gotten around to doing that. Are you enjoying the game still? Are you still having fun with it?
1: Yeah, I'm still having fun with it. I I mean, I kind of wanted to just get right back into BDSP now because that's the Pokemon that we know and love, you know, and yeah. I just, I can't help but take this personally. I can't beat Cynthia, but yeah. on to the next topic, dude.
2: Yeah, we definitely should. We definitely talk about Pokemon quite a bit, but I mean, we both love the franchise. So let me ask you this. Are you excited for the future of Pokemon? Are you excited for the new game? We've got some more information recently on Scarlet and Violet. Actually, man, what do you think about those legendaries? Man,
1: I mean, one of them
2: looks... Interesting to say the least, but
1: you know, it is what it is. It's a new region. I hope it's not like a a easy game. I hope it's like the same difficulty level of of BDSP because
2: yeah, man. Well, so here's the thing, man. I actually, I listened, I wish I could shout it out because I don't know where I heard it from, but it was like a detailed breakdown of the difficulty in BDSP. And they were making the argument that they were like, this game is, is artificially hard, whereas like, it's not what people really want for Pokemon. Like, we want it to be hard, but we don't want this. And the example is, is that in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, like there's one route, and it happens to be like the route that has like the median number of people you have to battle. and it's like 24, something like that. So he's like, it's, it's just not fun where you have to beat 24 people that all have three Bidoofs. (laughs) And I mean, that's a little bit of a joke, but a lot of times in these Pokemon games, you'll meet people in the late game that just wouldn't have a Pokemon, that it would be like a route one or two Pokemon and they're in route six or seven. Yeah. So, and I think that their, their argument was, that's not difficult. That's just like artificial difficulty, They were like, what would be difficult is if there was a less amount of people that had more meaningful battles where a trainer would, as soon as like they got to like three quarters health would use a potion, or maybe they would like use the other in-game mechanics that you would use like weather system or a status effect or using a move that Pokemon would actually use. Because a lot of times they also like did this breakdown where was like the Pokemon would have a move that they had learned a long time ago and they would have had to select with their moveset. They would have had to like get rid of some of their best moves to have the moveset that they're fighting with. So it's like artificial, but I don't know. I wish I could shout out exactly where that is, but if you're interested in that, it's out there in the internet. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't really know what I want from the future, but I definitely wouldn't mind some a little bit more difficult, like you said.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm excited for the new region. I'm excited for everything they're going to put out. You know, I was having a debate with my uncle about this recently. It just feels like Pokemon is is saturated now. It's just they're having a release every couple months and, and you never really get time to like sit with their content.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. And I
1: just rebutted that with like, you know, I feel like a lot of people, it's easy for people to speak about these games, but they don't really play them themselves. And I feel like Pokemon just really tries to cater. They have a lot of different target groups that they try to cater to and And they just have a lot of people to make different kinds of games. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't underestimate that, you know, if you don't play the game yourself, I think you shouldn't speak on it.
2: Yeah, definitely, man. It's something that I want to bring up on that topic, like Pokemon Sword and Shield released in 2019. So this is like technically the next main series game. It's also expected to release in November of this year, 2022. That's three years And three years, like, yes, in that time, was it Pokemon Snap came out. I mean, I personally wasn't interested in Pokemon Snap. I think Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl came out. We both played that. Pokemon Legends Arceus came out and we both played that as well. But if it had been like a Pokemon Snap situation, I think that we would feel a little bit starved for content. But, you know, also like these three games are coming out, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl came out really close to Legends Arceus. And I think that they did that because they're in the same region, but yeah, it did kind of feel like it was saturated just because normally we don't see that. Like they were coming out within three months of each other instead of three years. And they're both huge games.
1: And I do remember a time where I would play all the Pokemon games and just feeling like you're saying starved for that content. But now I'm not really starved per se, like I have, you know lots of content to play with and i think definitely when scarlet and violet come out i'll probably buy both of them and and like explore them both briefly i mean extensively so
2: i think i might buy them both too i think that this is i was going to say this is going to be the first one i buy both but i did buy both pokemon sword and shield i really enjoyed those two games but if you had to pick one which would you pick scarlet or violet i would pick violet Okay. Yeah. I would pick Violet as well. I really thought you were gonna say Scarlet. Nah yeah, I would go Violet. I'm just curious yeah. more about that side. Yeah, I'm more curious about that as well. Yeah, I think that's gonna be interesting. We both kind of picked opposites. These last two. I think you picked you picked pearl, I picked diamond, I picked sword, you did shield. I mean, I know we both have them both, but I think we played them in that you played shield first, right?
1: Yeah, I did. Okay. Did you buy a physical copy of Diamond?
2: yes i did did you
1: no i did i have a digital copy of pearl
2: yeah i decided to buy i think all of my pokemon games are physical and know. it's just like a ritual that i have with it, and i decided to keep that up but i think i'm gonna try and buy the double pack for these when they come up, when they come out i think you should man yeah but moving on to our next topic man do you want me to go go on mine yeah or do you want to do you want to take one more no, you can you can go ahead. Right. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, so so moving on to our next topic, man. I beat Breath of the Wild. I beat Legend of Zelda. Oh man, I feel like
1: it's been <laughs> a long time. We've been talking about this for so long, and it's finally
2: here. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna be honest, man. I feel like if we didn't talk about this on our first episode, surely we talked about it on the, f- the first five. Yeah, we we have been talking. About, well, I don't know. We've talked about this game a lot, and I don't even really know where to begin to even talk about this, Brandon. What do you think? Should I just talk about where I was at, kind of what we've done? Or give me your experience so far, because I feel like I'm going to gush a little bit. So you tell me, where are you at with the game?
1: In Breath of the Wild, man, I've just been exploring different places. I think I'm like last year at Cotaro Village. And yeah, man, just getting to know the game, doing like different, is it called shrines? Mm-hmm. Just doing all, yeah. all the different like shrines and, and temples, getting to explore the world more, getting to like find out more of the capabilities of the game. Even like late game, or not late game, but like you spend a lot of time in the game. You're still discovering new features that you can do, new moves. And it's so cool to just like, get in touch with Link in this world in a way that you never really had before. I feel like it's captured so brightly and vividly in, in Breath of the Wild.
2: So yeah, I don't, yeah. don't in this game. Oh man. That's awesome. I mean, breath of the wild, it's crazy. I mean, we're still talking about it, you know, 54 episodes in almost two years in. And I truthfully, I got this game like two years ago and I, I feel like I finally, well, I, I rolled credits. I don't know if I would say I, I've beaten it. I mean, like I have defeated Ganon, so to speak. So I won't say any spoilers on anything. I do kind of just want to talk about my experience though. So like, truthfully, Brandon, it feels like I've completed an odyssey, (laughs) odyssey, man. Like I'm over a hundred hours or actually, I'm sorry, I'm over 90 hours, but I've got to be so close to a hundred. And I think that would make it my second most played game ever in terms of length, which I know it might not sound like a lot. I know there are a lot of people out there that play hundred hour games all the time. And I have talked about that. I played like 500 hours of Pokemon sword but yeah I've never really put this much time into a game and I think where we left off man I, I had like my 40 hours with it and I set it down and I was like that was really cool like I feel like I got so much out of it I get what everybody's saying like you can literally climb anything it's so cool one thing that just just kept bugging me was like I'm like I have this weapon I'll use it for 15 minutes or like five minutes if I'm Honestly, like sometimes it's like 30 seconds if you're in a fight and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm out, it broke. This thing that was so cool that like, it took me, like I did this really cool shrine that took me five minutes. Like I got this really cool weapon and it's it broke in 30 seconds. That just like, that just bugged me. And I just feel like I could never get over that. And I feel like I talked about this a little bit, maybe a couple episodes back, but at the beginning of this year, I had a couple, a couple of tried months I decided I wanted to get a new job, had to switch apartments, move in with my girlfriend and just some things like that. It, just a lot of life changes. And I really needed something to fall back on. And I don't know what it was about it, but Breath of the Wild ended up being that. And it came like this place where I would just go to, you know, to escape. I don't feel like I don't really need that very often, but for some reason it, it was that. And I think that that's just crazy because... I think I, the last time I talked about this, I mentioned this that I read a couple articles and they were talking about how they went through these like rough times in their life and Breath of the Wild was there for them. And they like came back to it as well. Like they did the same thing that I did. And I just, I think that's interesting. And I, I guess I don't really have any like nuanced take. I don't know why that is. Like I wonder maybe if it's because the physics is so similar to, I guess it's like the, maybe one of the best physics engines. I don't necessarily think that would be it. Like one thing that I've been kind of reflecting on is that it's definitely like a crazy, like it's a high fantasy, you know, kind of world. And I've actually, I've been trying to pick up another high fantasy game and I keep running into this brand and I think this would be interesting based on another game we're gonna talk about today. We're in a post Elden Ring world, man. Like everything's dark and gritty. Like everything's dark fantasy now. Like even if you're playing Skyrim, like if you look at Skyrim visually like, yeah, there's like some stunning night skies, but a lot of that world is gray. Yep. And I think that's gotta be part of it because it's just like, if you just like start walking in Breath of the Wild, the trees, like you just get get lost in it. Like the trees are beautiful. Like the rolling hills, the cliffs, the mountains, the and the enemies, they're not like super gritty. I just wonder if maybe, That has something to it. I don't know. I'm just, I guess I'm just talking out or thinking out loud with that part. Do you have anything to say on that?
1: Just like the, you're talking about like the overall ambiance of like, or rather like the contrast of of Breath of the Wild to kind of the the dark fantasies that are in in, uh, modern like pop Mm -hmm. culture today.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, can you name another couple games that have like high fantasy and like have really vibrant, color scheme like i can think of a few but i can't think of any that are in the same like genre of breath of the wild where it's just this huge big open world
1: no yeah i mean just the the color scheme of breath of the wild i feel like is unmatched
2: it's yeah and it's in this like chibi art style i honestly i don't know if that has anything to do with that i mean i'm just kind of speculating here but that's that's just something that i found interesting you know post my experience But yeah, I had this 40 hour experience, I put it down, I picked it back up again. And the first thing that I did, Brandon, which if anybody is like bounced off of this game and then they want to get back into it, this is, I would recommend this wholeheartedly. I followed a guide and I only did this for, they had like 14 of them. I only did like the first two and it was every Korok seed in X area. And I just went around and I found all the Korok seeds. Like I followed the guide, went one area, completed them all, went to the next area and completed them all too. And so basically what the Korok seeds do is it allows you to expand your inventory. And I expanded my inventory for weapons, bows and shields. And I think I have two full rows of shields and two full rows of bows and maybe three or four rows of weapons. And I think you start with one row So it was just a huge expansion. And then I was like, okay, I'm never going to have like a problem with this this inventory managing of my weapons again. And sure enough, right? And I did. (laughs) I don't know if weapon durability is a great system. I didn't really like it. I kind of struggled with it the whole game. But I will say this, excuse me, my voice is kind of giving out a little bit. (laughs) I got the Master Swords, the first Zelda game I've got the Master Sword in. I'm not going to spoil anything but man it totally pays off. That was a really cool experience, really cool cutscene. Totally would recommend that, especially if you're jumping back into Brandon. That would be a cool thing to do. You need 13 hearts. You have to look it up. I think it might be 9 or 13 hearts or something like that and then you can pull out the master sword. And it basically it's a weapon that doesn't break, but you can only use it. Like you can use it a certain amount but then it has the 10 minute recharge. So Okay. I think that that's super useful. And there is one area of the map where it doesn't need to be recharged. So that's really cool. Yeah, I I really like that. I guess I have some notes that I want to go over, but yeah, definitely check out the Master Sword. That was really fun. And that kind of allowed me to, I don't know, like when you're in that one area, I guess I'll just say it's the final area. When you're in the final area, like you can use your Master Sword the whole time. and. I thought it was interesting because i did use my master sword the whole time and i was like i didn't use any of the other cool weapons that i had and i just i thought that was interesting because i like i was trying to save all these cool weapons for when i eventually defeat get, like when i eventually fight ganon it's like why well, just use my master sword because like it didn't break so i'm just like well maybe if if they you do have a master sword i guess i can see where like the durability you know, would come in. That's kind of cool. I don't know. It's like in retrospect, I think it's cool, but it's like I never, I wouldn't have gotten to that point until I had had the experience of fighting in the last area, which I guess to put into context is a couple hours of gameplay where I only used the Master Sword. So I just think that's interesting. Do you have any thoughts on that? Dude, the
1: Master Sword is like such a a staple of that franchise and it would make sense that you know just artistically they would allow you to to use that in the the ending and there probably were a lot of cutscenes where you know the master sword was there so dude i gotta gotta get back on and and experience it for myself
2: yeah i really think you should man and to anybody else out there i mean truthfully like i think this is i mean this is not a hot take or anything but I, i think objectively this is probably like the best high fantasy game out there. It's probably, it's one of the best games I've ever played. It's not my favorite, but I think it might be the best. And I mean, I had an incredible experience with it. Like I said, I mean, I played hundred hours. There's so much more that I can do. And I mean, like I said, it has this really wholesome vibe that just, it stays wholesome and true the whole time. I really did appreciate that, especially in today's world. and especially when, you know, a lot of things are, are very gothic and gritty, especially in, you know, in a post Elden Ring world. I really appreciate the cuteness of it. But at the same time, when you finally face Ganon, I mean, he would give some of those Elden Ring bosses a run for their money in terms <laughs> of like an art style. I mean, not, maybe not difficulty, but I mean, he's a pretty grotesque final boss when you finally get there. And it's pretty cool. And I just want to say one thing before we move on to the next thing, man. I guess I'll say two more things before we move on. I just when I beat it for and I had this like incredible experience where I like beat the game and like the credits were rolling. And I don't know if there was like a game or something going on, but outside my window, like fireworks started shooting up. And I it just felt like I know it wasn't for me, but it was like. Oh my gosh, like I'm having fireworks after I (laughs) just beat this like hundred hour Odyssey. And I guess like bring it back to another game that we talked about in this episode, when I beat Legends Arceus, I was just like so done with the game. I was just exhausted, didn't want to play it anymore. I just like I'm so close to the end, I might as well see it through. Right. And with this one, I felt like although there was still a lot more for me to do, I felt like I had gotten to the point where I was ready to beat it and ended on my own terms. And I thought that that was interesting. And I just wonder again, like what that says about the game. And I mean, I feel like that might be, I mean, it might not be that unique. Like, like I said, I feel like a lot of people have had an emotional experience with this game, but I mean, it got me through a tough time. I'm on the other side of that. And that's when I decided to beat Ganon. So wonder what that says about that. You should definitely check it out. And yeah, that's Breath of the Wild.
1: Let's get right into the next topic. You know, you were talking a lot about, you know, being in a post-Elden Ring world. Mm. And man, we definitely are. I have been getting right back into the Elden Ring. I got to say, it's a game that's very easy to just hop right back into. I was kind of dreading it a bit, but I knew I wanted to spend some time with it. I just didn't know like what to do because it's just such a wide expanse that you know, it's like, what do I even jump back into? But the combat is just so, so fluid and, and fun. And, you know, just getting back into that. And, and then you slowly, like, kind of pick up where you left off.
2: Yeah. You know, man, let me ask you something. Because this is something I've been thinking about a little <laughs> bit. I really enjoyed some games that have imitated the Souls-like kind of style. And Elden Ring was my first from Soft game. Was it yours as well? It, I no, I wasn't because I
1: played a little bit of Dark Souls. Okay. okay, and that that game was really fun. I think that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy Elden so much is because of,
2: of my experience with that. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, man. I truthfully don't feel like the combat is that fluid, and I don't really know why, man. Like I kind of feel
1: I have been. I have a hypothesis, and I think it's because you don't stick to like a specific like thing. I feel like you keep trying new setups and you're not really allowing yourself to just really develop skills. You're not allowing yourself to like cement and build a foundation.
2: Yeah, I guess that might be true. That might be true. Cause I do really like my Katana and I didn't like the glimstone that I have, but I mean, like I just got it. And I, like I kind of said, I just felt exhausted by the time I got it. So yeah, maybe I do because I mean like I put like 20 hours into it, but I've been changing things up the whole time. So maybe I need to just focus on the things that I'm on. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I'll let you keep going. But it wasn't as hard to jump back into it.
1: It wasn't as hard to jump back into it, especially this new samurai build that I'm trying to go for. I kind of incorporated a lot of the stuff that I did with my magic build. And so now I have like a samurai mage. And and man, I gotta mm-hmm. tell you. This intelligence and dexterity pairs very well. So, man, this is the katana and the staff. I got to tell you where there's a really cool rock spell. It's like a Mm -hmm. a gravity spell. And it shoots three big meteors at opponents. And that really helps. We just got to play together sometime. You can see kind of how my samurai plays. And, dude, I feel good about this one. The last time I got with my mage, I got into the mountaintop of the giants. And I was fighting this fire giant. And I I couldn't quite get past the point where I cut his Achilles heel, his Achilles tendon. Mm -hmm. He just starts shooting a lot of fire after that. It was really difficult to combat him. And I just felt like I kind of wanted to just try my new build. Because I already knew I wanted to go the Samurai Mage route, like halfway into playing the mage. And I just really wanted to hop into that project. And and I I did. I'm glad I did, because I'm I'm enjoying the game
2: a lot more now. Okay. So do you think it's, better i guess like now that you you've played most of it and then you're jumping back in is it like is it easier to beat margaret the the second time it is because i feel like it's you beat him him in three tries though
1: i beat him right away like it's it's a lot easier it's one of those (laughs) it's one of those games where you just have to build uh
2: tolerance to it if that makes Mm -hmm. sense yeah i might jump into it man i think that might be fun well I gotta beat this Fortnite at Battle Pass first, you know. But uh, Yeah, <laughs> after, you, you, you after, can't after be afraid of to, that.
1: can't be afraid to hop in it with some friends. It's definitely designed
2: to like be a oh, multiplayer game. Yeah, definitely. I think so. that's some of my some of the the most fun that I've had is when we've been jumping in together. Um I don't know if we talked about it on the pod, but we we both we were playing and then we discovered this cave and then we jumped into this cave and and did the whole cave and that was really fun. I really enjoyed that. So, yeah, Alden really. Ring. We should jump back into it. For sure,
1: dude. But talking about, like, jumping back into titles, I recently jumped back into the NBA 2K22, given that we're having this really, really cool final series between the Celtics and the Warriors. Some really interesting stuff going on there, man. Who do you think is going to win? I think the Celtics are going to win, man. I think the Celtics are going to win. You're going to Stephen Curry? Yeah, um, I think you got to, man. he's dealing with a lot of family trauma in the stands i hear so Mm -hmm. hopefully the celtics will win but we'll see (laughs) i was getting back into 2k stuff man playing my career getting back into all my different same files seeing what i was up to there it's always nice to like resume things that you've been doing for a while and i kind of underestimated how much work i did there and how yeah. much 2k i used to play mm-hmm. i had this like almost max overall player and it was kind of boring playing that guy I kind of just started p- continuing like the players that i wasn't hadn't developed so much mm-hmm. so i'm kind of at this point i'm kind of just excited for the next 2k to come out and, and just to stick to one player and not try to do three people but what happens is like you just feel so one-dimensional. And, and it's like the same thing with Elden Ring. It's like, you're like, this approach is cool, but I feel like my play style would fit better with, like, this kind of approach. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where you, like, try different things and you can finally figure out, like, what really works for you and what gives you the best experience.
2: Yeah, definitely, man.
1: And for me in 2K, that's, like, a, a three-shooter, like Curry, but someone who can also play good defense. Yeah.
2: I feel like that, I mean... Be a good player, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know it's hard to come by, but
2: yeah, they're out there. I don't know. I guess does that player just not exist very often? Just because a lot of people don't want to play play defense, or is it just a yeah. hard hard combo? Or
1: yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of energy to like play good defense and then go back up the floor and and find the opening and get a three. It's just such a hard shot, especially in the NBA but a lot of people do it you know there's definitely don't get me twisted don't get it wrong like there's definitely a lot of NBA players right now who can do it who can play the defense and shoot the three although there's not many like three
2: and D specialists well I guess that's why they're pros Brandon yep
1: <laughs> that's,
2: that's true yeah yeah well do you want to talk about call of duty at all
1: yeah, yeah, getting into Call of Duty. I actually
2: got back into the zombies, funny enough. The zombie really? stuff is it's pretty cool. Do you like the, Call of, or the zombies for Vanguard as much as the last Black Ops? It's, you know, it's not the same. It's not. I was actually trying to
1: download the last Black Ops, but I was like, let me just hop into this and see what it's like. And I got into this lobby with these really cool people. And then we were just, you know, we, we kind of bonded together over this, this zombies match because it was so it just got so
2: crazy That's so quickly awesome, man how many and rounds did you get to
1: dude we got really far and it wasn't like a typical 36 rounds it was kind of like we got to like round nine i think
2: okay but yeah they, they changed it didn't
1: they yeah they did change the system how it works and dude it got to a point where it was just really really crazy one of the guys left he was like yeah i gotta go to work now but he, oh. here's my weapons he dropped me his weapons and dude i never played zombies like this it made me rethink everything i'd ever done in zombies
2: oh he how was like he a, playing
1: he just had like a nice like suppressor on it and like a nice grip it was just so quick the gun was so smooth and quick and it did so much damage and i think it just
2: i was just gonna say man that's how i play i love to play with the assault rifles and like i really make them sleek and as quick as possible. I feel like everybody sleeps on me, man. Everybody tries to go for the shotgun builds, the machine gun builds. But
1: No, yeah, I definitely got to pick that up. You know, just speedy, like a shooter, man. Cause this yeah. guy was just melting things left and right. And then it made sense why, you know, people can do so many kills in a session. I used to wonder like how the hell is this guy getting so many more kills? And, and it's
2: because he's, Can just mow through zombies at a quicker Mm -hmm. clip than i can so yeah yeah oh man that really makes me want to jump back in but i'm gonna be honest man i really only have time for one shooter in my life and that's Fortnite (laughs) Brandon
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious that's awesome but back on the shooter stuff multiplayer is as fun as ever i'm excited for modern warfare to come out The new call of duty that's looking like it's gonna be dope
2: yeah, man, that trailer that they released this past like, week or two, that was really cool. Yeah. I think I might get it, but at the same time, man, I actually jumped into the old Modern Warfare, the previous one this past weekend. And let me tell you, Brandon, that was very humbling. I got my ass kicked. It was not, <laughs> even, it was not even fun. I was like, man, because like, I've taken, I think I, I mean, I like guess just to mention it again, I took the last cut off. I decided not to get it with everything that was going on. And man, I don't know, dude, really, I've kind of been enjoying my time away from the shooters, but yeah, I don't know, I just, I just got destroyed. It wasn't even funny. I think in one match I had two kills and died like 18 times. So I think actually, I'm pretty sure it was like a, I think that was one of my first matches and it's like, man, that is brutal. That is brutal, dude. It's a humbling experience. It's like,
1: yep. you know, you haven't played it in a while. All you're like, everything's just off, and it's easy to do bad. But sometimes you have the opposite effect, where you just come in after mm-hmm. playing for a while, and you just, like, kill it. And I guess you just kind of get back into the game.
2: Yeah. Well, I didn't – I mean, it was uh, – I guess that humbling experience was short-lived for me, because then I jumped right back into Fortnite and got it dub. so – <laughs> <laughs> as you should. Uh, Hey, you know, I really haven't enjoyed my time at Fortnite. So I think maybe that's gonna be my shooter of the season. I like that. Yeah. Do you want to end it up with the last game on your list? Actually, you have two more games on your list. You know, Brandon, I'm gonna be honest. I'm proud of you. I think this is the first podcast where you've brought not just as many games as me, but you've like tripled the amount of games <laughs> that I brought this week yeah, you actually have two left. Do you want to you wanna talk about yeah. some GTA?
1: Yeah, man. So I'm actually just going to end it up with the GTA. And I want to say something real quick. Next semester, I'm going to have a lot more free time. And I'm definitely looking to fill that up with video games. Because the fall is always a good season for video games. With Pokemon, we're going to have Scarlet mm. Violet. Definitely going to have some Modern Warfare stuff. I think definitely. God of War is coming out
2: soon. Oh, I still got to play the first one.
1: So a lot of good titles coming up, a lot of good content. Maybe you guys might even see BP pick up some
2: streaming streaming Ooh. activities. But hey, but, man, take I mean, obviously make sure your studies come first. Yeah, no, of course. We're all here course, to support you and your school endeavors, man.
1: Of course. But, you know,
2: I, I just love video games and it's going to be a good season.
1: So got to put the time.
2: What's your hype level right now for the upcoming
1: year of games? Dude, I got to tell you, I'm so stoked. I get the Game Informer mag every month. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely like, I know, kind of have like all the games cataloged. For It seems like every month there's something dropping, something new to, to play. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm I'm really stoked. And you guys will see, I'm not even going to speak on it too much. I'm just going <laughs> to put out some dope ass content. But back into the GTA stuff. Yeah, man, GTA is a solid title. I've been applying a lot of a lot a lot of roles at Rockstar. People at Rockstar, you guys need to, you know, stop playing and accept me. Let me let me join you guys over there. Help you guys out with GTA six. Excited for that. sequel. I've been hearing some news about that. It just gets it keeps getting pushed back. But story is as entertaining as ever. You can can still play GTA five, still play us Franklin. Are you
2: playing on your PlayStation 5? Did yeah, you get the I upgraded am, version? I did get the upgraded version. How is that? It's
1: nothing really different. <laughs> just like smoother, <laughs> smoother, quicker loading times. Yeah. Okay. The online is online is cool. Uh, the online has like some added features to it. Okay. But yeah, GTA 5 is still still like a good title. You can go back to, I feel like people sleep on GTA 5.
2: I don't know, man. I mean, that's why they never made a six, because everybody's playing the online.
1: No, yeah, that's true. That's true.
2: Have you put any any money into the online? I guess since you've picked it back, I huh? did.
1: I did back in the day, not today. Okay, like not recently, but like back in the day, yeah, definitely bought me a couple shark cards, wanted well, to get some of those new cars right. that I released. Nice.
2: So, what are what are you doing right now on your GTA? Are you just playing the story mode? Just because you got I'm the playing moves? the story
1: mode because I mean the, the online is not the same if you don't have like people to run missions with or do races with. So I will get online and do like a random race that's really fun. But, you know, I'm not doing missions or trying to like really gain assets on the online world. It's just fun to play as Franklin and like pick out a new outfit and just explore the world, go to the strip club.
2: Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, one of my buddies, I guess I'll give him a shout out, shout out to Kyle. He, he was always playing GTA when I come back from classes back when we were living together. And I, I mean, he still plays at this day, he still plays the online. And that just shout out to Kyle. I yeah, like there are very few games that I actually just like want to watch somebody play and like I, I won't want to play. GTA is one of them. I feel like I don't know. I just feel like I never got the buzz. I never really got into it. Like my parents didn't let me play video games. They never would have let me play this, even if they had let me play a Mario.
1: <laughs> but God. There's something for everyone there. Like you can go boating, you can go boat racing, you can go golfing. No, like you no, you can't. Race Car. Can you really? Yeah, you, you can play Tennis.
2: Oh my god, you could be like a like a country club, country club kind of guy? You could be a country that's, club thug. That's Michael. Oh, I didn't know that. He's,
1: that's Michael, man. Yeah, it seems like you gotta play the GTA story mode one more time, man. It's a good story. Like Lester, I've never played it. Franklin. I feel like I learned a lot like just about life from their those three life experiences, really? Trevor's trevor's franklin's and and michael's it's a good story
2: maybe i'm sleeping on this game man
1: I've have never... you ever played the story mode no i've never i've never oh man play <laughs> dude kyle kyle come on man. <laughs> <laughs> how have you let this happen
2: oh man geez how much is it how long it's does it sale now the story doesn't take very long really how long no, is it
1: it's one crazy it's like i would say probably like 50 hours a little less than that
2: okay So yeah, uh, they really
1: wanted you to play the
2: online stuff okay all right well you want to tell me a little bit about the stories then I oh my God, i just got a nine out of ten on steam i mean like i know about the game i just never never played about yeah let me it's been so long what have you heard about the
1: story if anything nothing
2: nothing Would watch Kyle play like online raids and stuff. I mean, his character was sick to like go to the sick car. Like, his character was always shirtless with a bunch of tats. He'd run to the gun store, show me his guns. And then I think he was trying to get a nightclub. I think he got a nightclub at one point. I mean, that was back in 2019. I I think they were still doing updates. I think they still add a bunch of stuff. So, is that kind of.
1: GTA 5, the story kicks off with a robbery that goes south in 2004. It's a crew of bank robbers, Michael Townley, Brad, and Trevor, and an unnamed getaway driver, as well as their remote contact, Lester. And Lester is like this just like slimy guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Basically can organize these like ragtag group of criminals and, and have, do heists. And so nine years later, Michael, who's like, I would say the main protagonist of the story, He's in therapy under his new name, Michael DeSanta, and like kind of like a L.A. remake. Like they call it Los Santos. Okay. And Michael basically runs into Franklin, who Franklin is like basically stealing cars to make money. And he, he steals Michael's car. And then, you know, he like follows that up the chain and he meets the person who, you know, pays Franklin to do those jobs. And... He like ranks the he wrecks his business and then he ends up having to pay a huge debt and he can't pay the debt. So he's like, What am I gonna do? I'm gonna get right back into the heist business. So he calls up his old friend Lester and Trevor. And they get right back to it. They get back into heisting shit and and you join them as they as Michael continues his like basically tries to get more money. Is it kind of just like
2: a like a game and you just like do bank robberies and stuff? Different yeah, but it's like
1: it, it also gets really personal into Michael's life, and like what pushes him, and like oh. also like Franklin and Trevor's life. And it's like this really, it's this beautiful story about friendship and decisions can really affect the storyline too in the game. Oh my gosh!
2: Wow, man, I never thought it was that deep.
1: Nah, yeah, the story they really like they did their thing with the story, man. And, and hmm. Yeah, Kyle will tell you.
2: I'm actually, I'm really interested in this, man. You know, because I, I love that. When you were talking about it, it reminded me of the movie, The Town. Have you seen that? It's about... Uh, I haven't, but I got to see it now. Yeah, it's kind of just like a bunch of bank robbers from Boston. And it's a very personal story about, I don't know, like, gosh, I'm trying to think of who's the cast. Yeah, like Ben Affleck. and Yeah, oh my gosh, there's a lot of... Oh my gosh, yeah, you should totally check this out, man the town man maybe i should check out gta 5 because it was just giving me like i don't know just like vibes of the town i love that movie it was just they just like robbed a bunch of banks and eventually they went south and somebody messed up and they all died at the end well i guess shit i guess spoilers for the 2010 classic i don't know if it's a classic i think this might have been one of the first r-rated movies i saw i don't know
1: (laughs) (laughs) I gotta watch that movie. I'll watch the movie if you promise to play GTA because, dude, GTA is like one of those stories that will just, I don't know, you can't forget it. It's a good story.
2: You know, I might play it because I'm really in the, the summer mood right now. I don't know what it is, but like this past week, I'm like, It's summer, baby. Like hit me with the summer blockbusters. I haven't seen Top Gun, but I kind of want to see Top Gun. And I I don't know, I'm just like in that fired up summer vibe. So maybe I will rob some banks in GTA 5. I don't know. I wonder if I own this game. I feel like that's one that I maybe added on like a PlayStation Plus or something. Let me check the PlayStation app really quick. If I have it, I'll play it. But if not, I'll, I'll look at the price and see if it's on sale.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good way to end the episode.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, I have to know if I, I have to know if I own it. Dude, I've gotten so many free games from PlayStation Plus. I mean, like I know you pay for PlayStation Plus, but have you ever played any of those games?
1: Yeah, I know. I definitely have. I definitely have a lot of a lot of titles that were free. I think Hot Pursuit was free at one point. I think Red Dead Redemption was also
2: free. Yeah, I think that would have been before my time. You got FF or Final Fantasy VII Remake, didn't you? Final Fantasy Remake, that one's a really good one. I think they have God of War this month. I mean, I already already have that one. Yeah, I don't have a, how much is this? If it's under $20, I'll buy it right here on the pot, Brandon. I might have to eat it, Brandon. It's 1979. (laughs) On sale right now buy that
1: buy that right now
2: i'm actually i will seriously look into there's like three packs though i don't want to get scammed because there's another one that's like four extra dollars like what is that what's the difference i'll have to do some research but i don't know this might be the year i play gta 5
1: (laughs) this will be your first ever time getting into gta it would be, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry, Blake's parents, that I'm influencing Blake to play GTA.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like play like GTA and influence. get grounded.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> if, oh, if Blake makes any bad decisions, oh I my gosh, I don't, like I, mean,
2: GTA. <laughs> I don't think that would happen. I think so either. But man, yeah, I guess I'm. I guess I've never really, now that I think about it, I've never really experienced it. But, hey, after coming around on Fortnite, I guess I'm, I'm more open-minded that, to check man. out a, a franchise that I've never checked out before. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think that's a great place to end it, Brandon. It's the end of season two. Maybe season three will be Blake plays every... <laughs> Blake tries every game. try. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh, you never know, man. Oh my gosh. Now I, I don't know, I just want to rob a bank now. I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's such a great
2: way to end uh, the season. Yeah. Let's go rob a bank. Well, actually, I mean, like, obviously, it goes without saying don't do that, but. <laughs> all right, Brandon. No, you
1: guys should definitely rob a <laughs> bank and donate all the money to our Patreon.
2: Actually, though, that, that wouldn't, you, wouldn't be thank bad. Thank you
1: so much for tuning in to the Sticky Buns podcast. Thank you for sticking with us for season two. We really appreciate
2: it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Like Brandon said, if you want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. But the best way to support us is just by tuning in. And if you have a friend that you think might like the show, please share it with them. That totally helps us out. We're only spread via word of mouth right now. And that's kind of just how we want it to be. So if you have a friend that would you think would like the show, it would mean the world to us if you share it with them. And we're coming at you with season three. And we'll see you soon. See you on the other side. Bye. Peace in the
1: streets.